Hi guys, welcome to another fantastic episode of the Lalit Dhanush show. Today I have with me a very inspiring woman and her name is Tanvi. She's a footballer by profession and runs her own community called Sisters in Sweat where she helps a lot of women take up sport as their weekly um social activity and if you are somebody who loves sport and want to enjoy sport with a bunch of women this is the place for you in this podcast tanvi talks about how she entered the english club tottenham and it is a very inspiring story for all the girls who want to pursue a career in sport and especially football as the main one watch this entire episode and i'm sure you'll be super inspired and charged up by the end of this episode knowing her story which is super inspiring hi tanvi welcome to my show it's uh, a pleasure to have you here thanks so much for having me yeah so tanvi i remember the first time i actually came across your profile on instagram it was because of your community sisters in sweat and i know uh, someone from that community and that was my lkg teacher anahita and uh, uh, as i was going through her profile i understood that she was a part of this community and i was super inspired and i decided to call you on this show uh, so tell us about um, what you do with with that community so the community that you're talking about is sisters in sweat mm-hmm. um it started uh, when i moved to bangalore which was in 2017 um and a friend of mine so i got to know her through nike uh, her name is shweta subaya uh she's a nike certified fitness trainer um and she introduced me to one of her friends um and at like a night out and um and you know this friend shonali is a huge socialite and she just needs any reason to like make something happen so when shweta introduced me as a footballer immediately shonali was excited and said hey why don't you and shweta do like a fitness based football session for me and my friends um and bear in mind this was again at a night out uh, where she was already you know a few drinks down so we didn't know to take her seriously or what um but we still anyways we entertained the idea and we booked a small five side ground um and didn't expect anything we thought shanali and maybe two three of her friends will turn up it'll be a one time fun session and over and done with um but 17 women turned up for that very wow. first session uh just to learn and and play football um and uh, we basically designed it in such a way that it was an hour and a half uh first half an hour shweta uh, being a fitness trainer she basically you know got their bodies ready because uh these women were already around 35 years old or older um so you know they e- either hadn't played sport in a while or were playing for the first time or whatever so uh so shweta for the first half na made sure that the warm up was good their body was ready for for sport and then i sort of handled basic drills football drills with them and then we finished with a nice 20 25 minute game 5 versus 5 um and yeah they loved it they absolutely loved it um and obviously we had music playing and everything so it was a full full experience so um they came to us then and said that why don't you do this for us on a weekly basis wow um and that's really how it grew so for the first 2 years in fact right and i pretty much just did it um you know just enough we were just covering rent basically doing it just for fun making this community grow organically everything and then we obviously recognized that this at that point the community had already reached 500 women with no spend on marketing nothing it was just by word of mouth um and all we were doing with these football based fitness sessions for them and um the community was growing so we saw um 
potential and 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 we sort of incorporated ourselves as you know a partnership as a company um and uh, more recently as a company and um and now we offer different sports we offer different experiences to the women but it is a women's community uh, because we we recognize that there's a huge gap in the market there um and yes and nowadays what it is we're at over 2000 women across the country wow. um and anahita actually was one of our first few um members uh, if i'm not wrong she was there for that very first session that i just spoke about okay. um or at least in the next few so she was, she's definitely been there and seen our journey and uh, uh i think she is actually one of the women that you can say is very true to the personality that we have in our community um she's a mom she's uh, a teacher she's very cool she's outgoing um so yeah i mean i think she she's like the perfect person that could be introduced to the community wow um i think it's quite inspiring because i myself uh, i'm a part of multiple communities be it in business um be it in communication which i thoroughly enjoy but one thing i realize is irrespective of where you are a community is a place where you can actually grow holistically right and i for one have also understood that in in your community you do you just don't focus on sport but you also focus on giving different experiences and how each member of that community can get all their possibly skills or you know multiple things fulfilled now you also spoke about how you guys are doing a small little gig in multiple places you're doing like a pizza making session and all of this talk about a little more of these fun activities that you do because i'm sure a lot of women watching yeah. would definitely want to be a part of your community so um so shweta being into fitness myself being a footballer that's really how it started and a lot of the women um would come and tell us things about uh, very personal things about how they have grown as people you know or or that the respect from their family has grown having seen them play sport um or that you know uh, some of them having kids grow up and then seeing their mom lace boots sunday morning to kick <laughs> or like it's a different world that they're growing up in you know so um they would come and tell us these really groundbreaking stories and how their confidence has grown how you know they're more uh, comfortable being themselves just little things like that and and that really is when we understood that this was so much beyond just the sport it was so much beyond um that one and a half hours of fun on the field um and they were really taking home so much more right so we understood that what we were doing was not just providing uh, a sporting activity it was it was nurturing in many ways and it was going much beyond the field um and so we uh, we came up with a tagline at that point for sisters in sweat and that was that um with a community exclusively for women by women stitched together by sport and wellness Mm-hmm. So the wellness aspect we added in um immediately when we rec- when we recognize all these things because um that brings the holistic aspect to it. Uh you know it sort of comes into the mental health part also it comes into your your emotional health and and goes beyond sports. So when we recognize it it was everything we were doing was actually contributing to other parts of their life as well is when we sort of um started uh thinking about doing activities like uh when we went into the pandemic for example we started virtual sessions you know we wanted to keep the community that we had built for so many years engaged still um 
and we would do like online workshops we had a laughter therapy session we wow. had a few art therapy sessions again this is all mental health space this is all mm-hmm. the emotional health space so um, we started offering all this because we actually cared about the happiness of the members that we have um show sport was the way that we introduced um you know ourselves to that uh you know that part of um you know the community and things like that but um we really wanted it to be like uh in any way that we can contribute to their happiness really mm-hmm. and their growth um and positivity in their life we were we were thinking in that direction then uh which is why the word wellness is is very important to us and i i know when when you're talking about this growth and journey um i want to know how you actually got onto this uh path of soccer and how did it all start was this something that you started off while you were younger um tell me more um okay so i'm from delhi uh, born in punjab brought up in delhi uh, so i done all my schooling and undergraduate and everything in delhi itself um and i've pretty much always been sporty Uh, I have an older brother. He's a year and a half older than me. Also very athletic, very fit, very like very sporty. Um so he was a huge influence for me growing up. Um and I was always a tomboy. I used to always want to do what my brother was doing. <laughs> I used to hang out with him and his guy friends. Um and uh so yeah, when I used to see them play cricket or basketball or anything, I wanted to do it too and I wanted to be as good as them. So It's really how it started very young because I was very naturally sporty and athletic and I, and obviously my brother's presence helped a lot with that um but um, I think probably the age of 8 is when I was introduced to football and um my school Vasant Valley in Delhi uh, was the first school in Delhi to start a girls team so I was very lucky to be in the right school at the right time um and uh, i started off with the boys because we didn't have enough girls that were interested in playing and it was very hard to like scramble together 11 girls to play um but slowly we built a team and um you know because we were the first team in delhi that was playing um we actually represented the under 14 state team was basically the vasant valley team <laughs> so when we that was my first i think this was 2002 i must have been 12 years old um is when 12 or 13 uh, representing the under 14 delhi team um we went to tamil nadu uh, to play the uh, the nationals um we got our asses absolutely thrashed <laughs> because we had no experience at all uh, but that's really when i sort of figured that okay fine there is a path here whatever it might be a very broken path but it's there because you know we got our asses kicked there were like so many states that were playing um and uh, there is there is uh, somewhere to go there is a lot of room for improvement and the thing is that when i i used to pick up sport very easily i was very naturally athletic but when i played football for the first time there was a very special connection and i just there was a lot of happiness attached to it and and i just knew one way or another i was going to go down this path i didn't know what it would look like i didn't know if i'd be successful i didn't know if there was a future i didn't care i just wanted to keep playing and see what i could do So even if it meant that I played with the boys in fact uh, when I realized that I really enjoyed the sport and I wanted to take it up seriously a little bit more um we went and we looked for an academy uh I must have been 14 um and my mom and I literally went from like college after school hours basically we went and we looked for uh, academies where we could play and we finally found one um which 
basically was a boys academy um, but there are just a handful of girls as well so I joined that um, the coach was Chibursa um, and uh, his his younger daughter now is playing for the national team wow. um, so yeah we all trained together so uh, yeah so I, I just went and I basically just wanted to play and whatever opportunity I would get I would take it up whether it meant playing for the state whether it meant playing for school uh, college I went to GMC after school um, then uni then university uh, played with the guys in a lot of tournaments played with the girls in a lot of local five-a-side tournaments whatever I could just to stay connected to the sport um, and then finally I wanted to do my masters in England so once I finished college in Delhi, um, I did my research obviously, wanted to make sure that the university that I pick um, also has a good football team. Um, and uh, so I don't know if we should get into this because it's a very long and complicated story, but basically I have a British citizenship. Mm -hmm. I'm Indian, born in India, brought up in India, um, but I have a British citizenship. So. Uh, in 2009, I was actually called for the under-19 India team, the India camp. Um, but after being there for like a month in Gwalior is where the camp was. Um, and I was doing very well. Um, and there was obviously shortlisting, shortlisting. And I was making it through the lists. Then finally, at the end of one month, they said that, sorry, because of your citizenship, you can't go on to play for India. Mm -hmm. uh, and this was in 2009. And this is just when I, uh, maybe my first or second year of college at that point. So I was anyways going to go and, you know, uh, study my master's abroad. So I wasn't discouraged by this because I just wanted to play. I just wanted to play and I was getting to play locally. And, and I knew that I was going to get to go and, and do my master's in England um, and play there as well. So, um, so yeah, I, I went to Exeter University then finally in England um, where I did international management. I wanted to do sports management, but I settled for uh, international management and played for the university team there. And that was really my first exposure to English women's football and the structure and the professionalism and the infra infrastructure and everything. And obviously it was far superior to anything I had experienced. Um, and I knew that um, if I wanted to grow, given that I can't go on to play uh, in India for India, um, if I wanted to continue to grow, I would have to, you know, stay in England and, and make use of my citizenship and, and really expose myself to that level. So once I finished my master's, I went back to Delhi and I approached my coach, Chibursa. Um, and obviously I sat with my dad as well. Uh, and I just, uh, I had heard that a few of the clubs in London have open trials. Hmm. So, um, and, I, and I emailed them to find out what the exact dates were. So once I had the dates, once I had the vision that I want to go and at least give it a shot and see how far I can get. Um, and, you know, uh, and I just told you, so, so there are these few months, this, this is the date. Um, I really want to give it a shot. And, and uh, fortunately, Chibursa literally treated me like a daughter, always did. And he always had a lot of faith in me and so did my dad. Um, and, and yeah, for the next like six months, I didn't have a social life. <laughs> I was basically just training and sleeping and eating and training and sleeping and eating. And then uh, this was July of 2000. Was it here? In the in training was here. Okay. Yeah. And I just knew the dates of the open trials in London. Um, and so, yeah, we were just training towards those dates with absolutely no guarantee that I'll actually get in or anything. Um, but yeah, we just trained and then I landed up four trials in London. Um, I remember, in fact, I was on my own. I didn't go with anybody. So it was just my, my backpack and me. 
and I was there with a bunch of other uh, women, uh, girls, um, and I was already 23 at that time. Mm -hmm. So this was 2013. Um, and uh, yeah, I was, I was there amongst like a, a, a crowd of girls um, and I gave trials for three different clubs and fortunately two of them liked me. Um, and yeah, and then, and then I, I went on to play with Tottenham for two seasons, which is two years. And then I switched clubs to Fulham, uh, played with them for one season, and then I came back uh, wow. to India in 2016. How is the yeah. experience, man? Like you did tell me about the infrastructure and everything, but yeah. for an Indian girl to be in a different place, away from home, away from comfort zone, of course, yeah. um, what were the kind of emotions you were going through? Did you feel homesick? Uh, how did you manage your food? How did all of that go about? Having been home for most of my life, mm -hmm. uh, in a very sheltered environment, you can say, um, it was I did, It was definitely a huge um, uh, change for me, but that happened when I went to university itself, right? When I went to Exeter University, that one year anyways, I was away from home nice. and I was playing football and stuff. So I did get a bit of that experience already. Um, and I missed, in fact, one of, one of the reasons I ended up coming back as well, uh, where I could have stayed on um, is because I did miss India a lot and I feel like in, in my very core I am very Indian, very Desi. <laughs> I like the fact that we can do jugaad over here and get anything done and stuff. You know, over there is a long process and things so um, yeah I definitely missed home and also there was a big cultural difference. Um, me being Punjabi, me coming from a very expressive household actually where Jappiya, Pappiya is just very normal, you know, um, saying I love you all the time is very normal. Uh, but for most of, uh, and I don't want to be gen, like, I don't want to generalize in any way, but in many ways, the English are not necessarily like that, yeah. you know, and they're completely new to me. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, for me to actually break the ice and also make a lot of friends in the, in the team and stuff took a lot of time. You know, um, so I, I, all I could do was just really focus on the fact that I was there to play. And, and that's also what gave me a lot of joy. Um, so to just sort of extract the joy from the playing aspect of it. And then eventually I did, people did start becoming familiar with me and stuff, awesome. but it was a process. Uh, I'm not a very extroverted person, so it doesn't come naturally to me. It definitely took an effort and one that I was willing to make because I was looking to stay there and get better at the sport more. Awesome. So. And I think when you're passionate at something, you don't mind the sacrifice, right? Like you don't mind letting go of a few of your things or maybe even your comfort zone um, at a large extent. Tanvi, so I am not a very big football fan to be honest, but I definitely do appreciate the sport a lot because it it's it's so much of physical endurance, uh, your thinking, coordination and understanding the game. Uh, I think uh, I have so much, uh, I have a high level of respect. A lot of my friends from college love football, like they go gaga about football, just like any other football fan would. Um, now that you've played in a league of its own in, in, in England and now you've also played in India uh, at the national level, uh, Tell me about the little bit of difference that you see in terms, you did speak about the infrastructure, but what is the difference that you see in terms of the whole culture by itself? Uh, is there any difference or what would you want to change about it? The biggest difference um, that obviously created that gap between me and the other players was that they had been training every year for 10 months of the year. Their season lasts 10 months every year minimum. Uh, which means they play uh, a match every weekend or at least once a week and they train through the week. 
Um, now you can imagine in the two or three, three years that I was there, I got 30 months of football. And that was more than I got collectively in the you know 23 years of my existence at that point, <laughs> um, coming from India. So I think um, the biggest thing is that there's no continuity here. There's no um, consistency. There's, uh, there's, there's one month in competition and then nothing for a while. And then maybe another month of competition, nothing for a while. So there's no consistency. And even if you play for the national team over here, the the number of months that you're consistently, you know, in uh, in that level or, or playing competitively is maximum four or five months. Okay. You know, which is not sufficient. It really isn't if you really want to be amongst the cream in the world. So um, I think uh, that's been the biggest challenge now that I've come back. And even when I used to play here earlier, as well as all my peers that are going through is that we just finished for example we finished our super league two weeks ago or a week ago um, and now there's nothing there's really nothing happening for us so now it's our responsibility to go and make sure that we uh, you know do our strength training that we go train with somebody maybe join some boys team or something whatever it is but we need to stay competitive on our own and I think that's also because the bigger system is not in place, right? Like the bigger picture is not in place. So at least you get yourself right. You get your system going because whatever at a larger level doesn't function, you can at least put yourself in the best position possible, best shape possible for the best outcome possible. Right. So uh, moving on, Tanvi, I want to know, you've been, I'm, no, you, you, I know you've been a fan of the game and that's the only way you can pursue it on a career level. Um, who are some of your role models uh, in terms of sport and women? Uh, who are your role models? Who do you look up to? So, you know, um, when I started playing, there was no coverage of women's football. I had no idea who the female uh, athletes, female footballers were around the world, let alone in India. Um, so I didn't have a female role model to look up to. Um, so for me, it was honestly just the boys that I was playing with. Those are the people that I looked up to and the ones that were my competition and that I wanted to be as good as them, if not better. So that's really how it always was for me, that um, for me, like, it was the guys really that uh, that I sort of looked up to and I want to be as athletic as them, as good as them and, and things like that. Um, obviously, now that we have access to so much information, now we have access to um, you know the kind of players and achievements that they have across the world. Um, I could, I have an endless list. <laughs> and, and the thing about me is that I appreciate little things about everybody. Um, I don't think there's one person I want to model myself after, or any one person's career that I would want to model myself after. I think I appreciate little things about different players, and even if it's just a personality trait. Um, one of the very, the most common questions asked of, uh, asked of a footballer is Messi or Ronaldo, mm. right? Um, and for me, I always say that it's both of them because they're both such different people, they're such different players. And if I was able to imbibe the best of both, if I had, um, you know, the physicality of Ronaldo and, and the power that he does with his, with his shots and his, you know, um, even his experience, and then I have the sort of dribbling aspect that Messi has and, and the, the wisdom that he has on the, uh, you know, on the field. Can you imagine how lethal I would be <laughs> if I was a combination of Messi and Ronaldo? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I don't choose between players and um, I mean, I have a lot of players that I look up to. Apart from these two, yeah. if you had to pick, okay, I, I'm not going to make you pick one, but yeah. let's say top three. Apart from Messi and Ronaldo, because that's like literally everybody's favourite. Yeah. Let's leave them both. 
their kings their legends by their own right hmm. apart from that three people if you had to pick who'd play with you uh, okay now let's i'll make it interesting yeah. let's say you're on a 5 on 5 game yeah. okay yeah. let's say the other side are the best possible five in the world okay. who would you pick your four teammates to be okay fine um so other four players okay i'm going to choose in goal um our national team player aditi because i played with her mm-hmm. um and uh, aditi is our national team goalkeeper here in india so i put her in goal um i have a lot of faith in her um i really like tobin heath who is from the us women's national team very technical very fucking technical sorry um i really like her. i would love for her to be in the midfield with me um and then uh, there's a player called kim little i don't think she's not famous enough but she deserves a world of fame because i've seen her play live uh, i think currently she's playing for arsenal women um she's little like her name says kim <laughs> little um again very good great finisher very experienced um i want her on my team for sure that's three already fourth one Okay, we have a defender in our team. Um she's also the captain of the national team, Asha Lata. Uh I'd like her to be in defense. So yeah. And I think your story is so inspiring at many levels because it's not easy for a 23-year-old to just leave n- not knowing whether you're going to get selected because today an Indian girl from any household, from any caste, religion is always I feel looked upon one level lower in terms of sport right. which i definitely think is changing and uh, over time mm-hmm. but uh, what do you think are some of the challenges that an indian household girl would face especially if she wanted to pursue a career in sport what are some of the things that you've seen maybe if not for yourself and your friends what are some of the challenges and how can you give me a couple of suggestions as to how you can overcome that so I definitely feel there are a lot of challenges anyways if you look even if an indian boy today was to tell his dad that he I want to become a footballer definitely like i think the dad will have some apprehension because it's not it's not necessarily seen as a very lucrative sport to choose in india yeah. maybe cricket maybe now a mm. bit of uh, uh, badminton tennis kabaddi there you go okay um, football still there is quite a bit of struggle even for a boy correct for a girl it's so much harder you know we come from a very conservative society um i mean there are there are villages where shorts are not allowed to be worn mm. because your knees are showing you know so there's so many so many uh, barriers to get through um for me i'm i'll talk about my personal experience um when i sat down i told you i sat down with my dad right when i finally came back from my masters i sat down with my dad i sat down with my coach um and i said that this is what i want to do i've heard that there are some open trials that happen and my dad instantly said yes yes beta wow. i'm with you and i asked him i said that how come because you know i'm a punjabi girl i um it's not very often that a parent is immediately that supportive right um i asked him why he was being that way and and he simply said that he saw the hard work that i was putting in he saw the fact that by by the time he woke up in the morning i had already returned from my morning training you know he saw the work that i was putting in and and so he obviously his faith in me and my talent was there because of the work he saw so one of the things i would definitely say is show your plan show your effort show the fact that you're actually actually in this to win this and eventually being a parent they will give in or they will sort of support you because they see the effort you're putting in um now of course 
I do come from uh, you know well-off background. I do come from a comfortable background. Um, perhaps not all parents, Indian parents, think that way or would feel that way, even if they saw their child work hard. Um, you know, uh, so the only thing I would say is that um, do sort of find a balance between satisfying your parents' wishes for yourself and also sort of um, being true to your passion. So you just need to understand um, how to create that balance. Um, and sure, there are some compromises that you will have to make in the, on the way, but um, if you really truly want to get better at the sport, you will find a way. True. You will find a way to wake up before the sun's up <laughs> and do your bit of training if you have to. You know, um, and and that's really how success stories come about with sacrifice. And there is not a single success story that has existed on this planet without challenges on its way. Absolutely. Right. So um, these just happen to be our challenges. You know, uh, being Indian kids or whatever. Um, but that way, you can always find reasons and always find <laughs> excuses and and things. But yeah, just find a way there always is there always is and we all in this generation has so much access to information <laughs> they have so much access to upskilling themselves on their own go on youtube find out how you can do individual training at home there's so much you can do um so yeah at this point it's really all in your hands it's it's incredible to watch somebody like you go through such an inspiring journey because i truly feel in this country we need more women to pick up sport uh, because it's not just at fitness but it's also at a very inspirational level because mo more number of women picking up sport means more number of women uh, getting away from all the bad things from getting away uh, from the very possibility of opportunity i think opportunity just sprouts up just like how you have your community where one woman led to another bunch of women playing the sport now you have a community that self-sustains i think we need more communities i must say i truly appreciate the work that you're doing it's fantastic it's inspiring and i really hope uh, that uh, women around uh, my community and the people i know especially a lot of students where i teach uh, definitely pick up this wonderful sport uh, or beat any sport and uh, pursue their passion and become super successful one last question before I leave you. Yes. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Sounds like a job interview question, but I'm still gonna go with that. Um, I would hope I'm still playing. I'm 31, so I'd be 36 at that time. Um, fortunately, I think I'm in good shape. So I'm still <laughs> one of the fittest players in my team. So I'm hoping by 36, I don't have to retire and I still have a few more years to go. So still playing for the state, for club or whatever level I can. Um, and of course, I would love for Sisters in Sweat to, to reach many po pockets of India because um, accessibility to sport after a certain age for women is a big challenge and we want to be able to provide that because like you said, it breaks down so many more barriers um, you know, for women. Um, so definitely would like Sisters in Sweat to reach nationally many, many pockets, many women, many more women um, and really make a difference in their lives as well. Uh, and yeah, I hope that uh, I end my football career also um, on a high and I'm able to inspire other girls to take it up and really have a future in the sport. Awesome. Thank you, Tanvi, for coming on to my show. It's been a pleasure to host you and I really hope this podcast serves its purpose in inspiring a lot more women just like you and uh, I hope India as a country will benefit from it. I hope so. I'm, I hope they do and I'm sure they will. <laughs>